You don't just start playing baseball and then instantly make it to the major leagues. You have to work hard to get there. You have to have a game plan to get yourself to be the MVP. The Most Valuable Producers podcast is not for the average agent. You can't be average to become the MVP. Just like in the big leagues. You can't just be a one or two or three tool player. You have to be a five tool player to become the MVP. You can make a difference in someone's life every single day in this job, in this career, in this industry. What's your game plan? This is your host of the show, Mitch Gibson. You are listening to the MVP Podcast. Agency Intelligence and the Most Valuable Producer Podcast. What is going on? It's your host, Mitch Gibson, joined by a new face um, to myself. I got to meet Luis uh, Leal down in San Antonio in his own in his own hood uh, in the San Antonio area about a month ago uh, for the AI brain share. might have been longer than that. Uh, Luis is doing amazing things. Leal Insurance Services um, is, is off and running and they're, they're, they're knocking doors down and doing great things. I see him all over social media and he's killing it. How to get him on the show. And since Sean Kirby and I talked about him last episode, what better way than to get him on uh, this next episode for episode five, Luis, how are you doing, man? And thanks for, thanks for your time today. Dude. Thanks for, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on the podcast. Absolutely. Is this, is this number one? Uh, no, I, uh, James Jenkins beat you out. Yeah. James, James invited me on the podcast. Uh, I was episode number 17 of agency freedom podcast. Okay, 17. I don't have as deep as voice as James. Um, his voice is unbelievable. I was talking to somebody about that the other day. I'm like, that dude could have a career just in reading voiceovers. voiceovers. I mean, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Like screw the yeah. insurance thing. Sit me in a yeah. room with a microphone all day. Let's make some money. That's yeah, that's, exactly. That's awesome. Well, as, as we kind of discussed before the show, um, you know, our main audience here is, is young agents. And, and what we're trying to do is inspire, give them tips, tricks, uh, different types of things that, that, that will help them go out and, and kill, the, kill the production world in the insurance industry. And that's something that, like I've told many people, I wish I would have had an avenue or new people like yourself or, you know, Cass's of the world, the Hanley's, the Carruthers, the Sean Kirby, those people right there. I wish I knew day one of walking in to the insurance you know, industry that I really yeah. wish I did. And I'm sure as you started to evolve and see the changes in the industry, you probably wish the same thing. Um, could be true or untrue. I might be putting words in your yeah, mouth. No, no, but, no. But did you, I, yeah, did you realize that? When, when did you realize no, there's so, more out there? Yeah. So check this out. Back in 2019, I stumbled, like accidentally completely stumbled on Jason, Jason Cass podcast, Agency Intelligence. And he kept saying IAOA, IAOA, IAOA. I had no idea what that is. And finally, one day I just Googled it, right? What is IAOA? And uh, I, I found the Facebook group of independent insurance, or what is it? Independent Let's see. agents. It. Is it independent? Agents Owners Alliance. There you go. <laughs> you weren't going to get me to say <laughs> it. it. There, say okay. <laughs> uh, independent Agent Owner Alliance. And um, uh, dude, I, before that, it was like, I felt like I was on an island all by myself, like, you know, just, just completely solo out there. Yeah, sure. Of course I network with other business owners and stuff like that, but, but, you know, not knowing a business owner in your industry can be tough, right? Cause Great. there's, everyone has unique um, challenges. And so uh, for, for the, I started my business in 2010. Um, and so for, I mean, nine years, I felt like I was on an island all by myself. When I discovered IAOA, it was like, if I had just walked in 30 minutes in one direction, I would have run into this huge party that was going on. 
um, of successful, innovative, like-minded, you know, I could, I could go on individuals who were excited about the industry. Um, and so I jumped in headfirst, um, started listening to, to more podcasts and, uh, networking with other agents and, and just, just really wanted to soak up as much as I could. And, and I took a, I, I mean, to this day, I, I still am learning from people. I mean, innovation was just a few weeks ago in Tampa, which was awesome. Um, you know, brain share, that was my first brain share, uh, 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 this year in September. That was my first um, ever, like anything interesting anything, like go really? out and yeah like brain share type stuff i mean i've been to the big eye stuff and the yeah, you know, yeah. elevate things but nothing like you know hey where there's the going to be mastermind of just literally masterminds i mean they don't call them yeah, masterminds yeah. for nothing so like being yeah. able to be around and meeting you and james jenkins and seeing people for the first time that i've literally been learning from it was like yeah. dude this is why is this not done so more often and yeah i was i was talking to chris green uh the flood guru and he uh he had come to San Antonio uh, a while back and, and uh, I showed him around town a little bit. We had breakfast and stuff and we were talking. And so I got to know him, you know, pretty well. And um, he, uh, he was the first to tell me that uh, brain show was, was going to be in San Antonio. And he was like, dude, are you going to go? I was like, I don't know, man. He, I said, I'm, I'm, I don't have anything to, to offer these guys. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have anything to share. And he goes, look, I'm gonna be honest with you. What you need to do is get into the room and just be a fly on the wall yep. and take up, take as much information in as you possibly can. And, uh, you know, you're, you're going to be able to, to share something. And, uh, apparently I, I was able to do that for, for Sean. So that's, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that I was able to, to do that. And that's funny. You brought that part of it because Sean and I had the discussion about your Facebook group that you've started. And I think yeah. that is very, 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 very cool. Um, and we, we I want to get into that. Cause Sean's kind of doing the same thing. Uh, he, he's kind of, yeah. he's kind of started that same thing in his Marion County. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he added me in and I'm like, dude, what is this? Because yeah. I didn't know anything about what you had done already. And I'm like, what is he doing this for? And he was, he's been avidly like posting in it and commenting in it and all yeah. this and all that. And I'm like, and he's really about this. And it clicked. It, it all clicked last episode when we were talking that he got yeah. that idea from you. So yeah. I guess to dive into that, where did, where did you come up with that? Where did you hear that from? Did you, was that one of those things you said, Oh, there's a lot of moms groups out there. I'm going to start a dad's yeah, group. Tell that's, us, that's tell exactly us what listeners what you are doing on Facebook um, in your community that has resulted in, um, you know, one, your, your, your people are knowing who you are. Um, you're yeah. being authentic and, and, and you're making friends. So tell yeah, us yeah. about that a little bit. Yeah. So what happened was I was talking to a, one of my mortgage broker uh, referral partners and, um, I was asking her, you know, hey, how are you getting business? What, 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 how, how is business coming in the door for you? And she was like, well, you know what? Um, I partnered with a realtor and we have this, uh, this moms group. It's, it's called the Working Moms of San Antonio. And, um, you know, we get, we get a ton of referrals from there. People ask questions about, you know, um, mortgages and buying, buying houses and things like that. And, uh, we get, we get a ton of, uh, we get a ton of business from that. And I was like, really, that's, that's awesome. I said, surely there's gotta be a dads of San Antonio group. Right. And so I went to Facebook and looked for a dad's group and sure there there's, you know, there's a bunch of like big, like national sort of level, uh, dad's group, but there, I didn't find anyone uh, or any one, uh, group that was local to San Antonio. And so I told her that, and she was like, well, why don't you start one? 
And I was like, I don't know. I, that, I don't know that I have time for that. You know, that, that just seems like too much work. Um, and the more I thought about it, I was a first time dad. Uh, I've got a, I've got a four-year-old, uh, little boy, uh, who I adore. Uh, I grew up without a father and I, I sure I have, you know, I have friends who are dads and who I can, you know, lean on sure. and, and, uh, get advice from and things like that. But, um, I wanted to, uh, kind of have create a safe space, if you will, uh, online where we could, uh, network with other dads and kind of, you know, be, be vulnerable with each other in a private space. Um, you know, cause I think social media affords you that, right. Sure. There's a little bit of a buffer there. So, um, I, I thought enough about it and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. So I created a, a group and at first it was just me and a few friends of mine. Um, and uh, now here we are about a year and a half later, uh, we hit, uh, 1500 members, uh, in the group the day before yesterday. Wow. If I had a cool soundboard, like James Jenkins does, I would have hit the <laughs> applauding button. The applause. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we hit, uh, 1500 members, uh, a couple days ago in the last 30 days, just to kind of give you, I mean, th- this is, we're serious about this, right? So we, we try to be active and engage the, uh, the group on a regular basis. So in the last 30 days, uh, there have been 101 posts in the group. I'm looking at my stats from Facebook right now. So there have been 101 posts in the group. There have been 717 comments, 1,029 reactions, and 13 over 1,300 members that are active in the last 30 days in our group. Within the last 30 days, right? So yep. let me ask you this question, and this is more, I guess, maybe a you know, in one ear, out the other type of deal for many people. Well, that that group's doing probably way more traction than the, your Leal Insurance Services Facebook page. Yeah, absolutely. None, right? Yeah, for sure. I have in in my Leal Insurance Services uh, group, I probably have like 150 people, and they're all clients. Sure. They're all current clients. So it's not like I'm getting any new business from that. You know, that it's it's great to be able to share that information and invite people to be a part of your exclusive, you know, o- online group, your your private your private club, but. They're, they're, they're people who are already doing business with me. So, and, and what um, I love, what I love too, is what you said that the, the Facebook group, you said, yeah, they're, they're our clients. So we're not getting a ton of new business out of it, but what you've done there and, and, and young agents and, and, you know, producers out there listen, because what he is doing and, and what you should be doing is after the sale, you've got to engage and you've got to, you know, you, you've got to keep that business. So yes. what ways can you be creative, you know, to keep your to keep your customers engaged. Yeah. You know, whether or not, whether, you know, when you write a home and auto insurance policy, you know, whether or not that that insured has kids, obviously if they're driving, but you also, you should be having that conversation as a producer, as an agent while you're on the phone with them. So then if they're a parent, he's a dad, guess what? He can go and Hey, invite him to that dad's group. Yeah. He's going to be able to be in more engaged too. He's going to see what everybody else is posting. But at the end of the day, he is adding value back to his customers and consumers and even prospective clients because he understands the value proposition of, you know, the customer service and then the customer experience, two separate things. I love, I love the customer experience thing. So what what kind of things are you posting on the dad's group? I mean, are you, you, I mean, obviously the engagement um, is is where you're going to probably get the most out of that, but, what types of things do you post personally in that group? Yeah. Yeah. So, so here's the thing we we've got a, a mixture of, uh, of, you know, in, engagement opportunities, right? So um, 
and we and we do this somewhat on a regular basis. We have sort of a schedule built out. So we've got uh, on Wednesdays we do what's called Hump Day Hustle, right? Uh, and that's our hashtag Hump Day Hustle. Um, and so we invite we we don't allow for for anyone to just randomly post stuff about you know what they're doing. We got a ton of realtors in the group, so we don't want realtors. You know, hey, if you're buying a house. Uh, you know, contact me for, sure. for whatever. Um, so, and then of course, you know, there's other business owners in, in the group as well. We, we don't want it to be a place where people are just posting their specials and all that kind of stuff. So on hump day hustle, we allow people to, to post, you know, what, what they're doing, what their hustle is, uh, you know, if they have any specials, if they have, you know, products that, that they're, uh, that they're really proud of or whatever it is. Um, and so on Wednesdays we do that. Um, and then we have motivational Monday, of course. Right. So, uh, we'll post a uh, motivation thing. Uh, uh, you know, it's a meme or something like that. Um, I mean, obviously throughout the entire week, people are, are posting, asking for recommendations for stuff that they're looking for, uh, services that they need, whatever it is. Um, so I try not to post a, a bunch of stuff about insurance, right. Cause I don't want to be that guy either. Mm-hmm. Um, but the really cool thing is, is that, uh, I don't have to do that because other people are doing that for me. So when, when there was a dad in the group last week that said, Hey, my auto insurance went up. Does anybody know, uh, um, you know, anybody that can help me out with my insurance? Not even knowing, not even knowing the person who started this page owns an insurance agency. Right. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, and and my, my profile, my profile picture has my logo on it. It's got my, uh, uh, you know, my tagline is big city insurance, small town service. So Love it has that. that, has, you know, the auto home and uh, uh, business icons on there. So it has all the information, but th- of course, you know, they, there's 1500 of us, right? So how, he's not going to go through every, if he does, uh, if he does, thing. he probably, probably is not going to be the best client because he's going to be shopping his insurance every year because <laughs> he's got that much time. Well, so don't discount that because this guy's a business owner, right? Oh, so, yeah. So, um, all I said, all I commented on the, on the post was I might know a guy and then that's it. That's all I said. Right. And then at least five other, uh, dads in the group said, Hey, you should reach out to Luis. Hey, you should reach out to Luis. Hey, you should reach out to Luis. And so from that, the guy finally reached out to me and sent me a private message and was like, Hey, apparently I need to reach out to you for, for insurance. How can you help me? And so then I told him, uh, you know, I'm an independent insurance agent, you know, here's, here's our value proposition. Here's how we can help. Um, and he was like, so you do business insurance as well. And I was like, yeah, he's like, great. I have a business. Why don't you just quote it all for me? Hey, don't, I mean, don't tug on my it's a no-brainer. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Yeah, absolutely. All from a uh, face from starting a Facebook page. Now, yep. Let me, let me ask you this too. How many agents do you have? Uh, so I've got two, two producers, two, two producers. other producers. What's your marketing or media strategy with those guys, content strategy with those guys? Are, are you allowing them to kind of brand themselves a little bit, but still brand back the agency? What does that look like? Because like I said, by myself, you know, it, it took me having some conversations to get on board with the two principal owners of the agency I'm at now, just so I, they could understand, you know, hey, I'm, I'm going to be adding value back to HRM based off of my post and stuff, but understand it's got one value and it's, it's, gonna, it's, it's for someone to understand, one, who they're buying insurance from as, right. a, as a person, as a you know, business professional, and then two, knowing that who they're going to be, you know, the servicing aspect of why HRM is why HRM 
you know, is established because we're so daggone good at our service. Right. So those two right. things going hand in hand, what kind of things are you guys doing? Are you, you having producers kind of lay low on the whole content thing? Um, yeah. What, I'll be honest with you. Like? So what, one of the producers I have, uh, he's, he's, he's an older guy. Um, he's in his second career. I brought him on cause he has a ton of uh, B2B experience. Sure. Um, and so he's, he's not a big social media guy. Um, so he's, he's not, you know, he, he didn't, ever ask about, you know, how, how can I brand the agency or can I brand the agency, the agency under, you know, my profile or whatever it was. Um, and then the other producer that we have, uh, she doesn't have a huge me- uh, social media presence. Okay. So really I'm the only one in the office doing, uh, doing the social media stuff, which is not a bad, um, not a bad ha- thing. I just was wondering, yeah, you know, no, I didn't no. know what that age group was, age group, you know, ran, I just didn't know what that looked like. Yeah, no, she, uh, she's not huge on, before she came on board, I mean, you know, when I, of course, when I brought her on, I was like one of, one of my sort of, uh, uh, you know, things that I wanted to look for was what was, what did her social media look like? And it was, it was pretty, pretty bland. There's, there's really not a whole lot there. Um, but my, you know, I, I'm the one in the office that's super active on social media. I'm the one that's, uh, engaging with our customers and, and doing all that kind of thing. So it's good uh, now that I have those two producers because I can push more of the production stuff down to them and I can focus more on the content media uh, or the con- the content creation and the social media engagement and all that kind of stuff with, with our customers. So. What, kind of, what kind of goals do you have? What, what, what do you got in mind? I, you're just, I love how you are very, you're very authentic with your, with your postings. Uh, heck, I seen one, I saw one the other day. I seen one. I'm sitting there talking like I'm some hillbilly down South. Um, <laughs> I, I saw one the other day where you were, um, it was, just some standard gif and it was like your insurance agent or your insurance agency and it says Le- leal insurance services and it was like some sprinter what was that or what was that you know what i'm yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. yeah so it's a yeah, yeah yeah it's a meme of uh hussein bolt that's it uh yeah th- so there was there was someone that was uh there was a photographer that was taking a picture and he just happened to turn while he's running straight and the camera caught him smiling looking back uh <laughs> Yeah. And it was awesome. And so I took that. Uh, so we just, my agency just released uh glove box. Are you, you're familiar gone with glove it. Box? You literally, you're not you familiar. just beat me to my next segment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. We'll get there. I love it. Uh, but yeah. So, so we just released glove box to our customers uh, on November 1st. And uh, we, before that we had, we had been doing this, like this uh, uh, two week social media campaign about, a big announcement that we were that we were making on November 1st. And as soon as we released it, I did another two-week campaign of like, hey, this is this is how we're different and this is what Govbox brings and all that kind of stuff. And one of those things was I took a, I took that that uh, that picture and I made it into a meme and it was Hussein Bolt and I put my logo right underneath him and then the pack of runners that was just a little bit further behind him uh, and I put your agency. Genius. Um, your insurance agent. I love yeah. it. But that's just you uh, being yourself. You know what I'm saying? Having fun with it. You're, yeah. You probably had a lot of people get a kick yeah. out of it. And it, the, lot, the, the biggest yeah. thing is people remembered it. That's yeah, what yeah. people forget exactly. is they don't I understand. Had one, like I, I got to make a post that people are going to yeah. remember, not, oh, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 You were going to say something. I had one that I did. I had one that I did. Uh, we, 
So we're coming into uh, the holiday season uh, here in San Antonio. Tamales are big for the holiday season. Um, and, uh, you know, Mexicans down here love uh, tamales. And so what I did was I was Googling pictures of tamales. I don't know why. Don't ask me. It's just don't ask me. Uh, I, I was Googling pictures of tamales. And I found two pictures and one was this like really beautiful display of tamales. And it had, you know, like the uh, cilantro kind of dressed on the tamales and it looked gorgeous. And then I kept scrolling and I found one, this picture that, w- that was like a lime green tamale that just looked absolutely terrible. Water. <laughs> it was like, what? And so I put those uh, two pictures side by side and I, and I said, what you expect when you, when you buy a, an insurance policy online, which was the beautiful, you sure. know, looking tamale. And then what you actually got uh, when you bought your insurance online. And it was the picture of the, the, the green, green tamale. That's awesome. Uh, and so, <laughs> uh, so, you know, I, I, I try to be fun with it. I, I, I try to have fun with it. I, I, um, I try to, you know, think outside the box. What, what do, how can I really, you know, um, uh, get across the point that we're different than everybody else. And, and, you know, and I, I want to, I want people to get curious about that, uh, and reach out to us and say, okay, what can you do for me? Sure. That's, that's the whole, that's the whole idea behind those engagements. How has the feedback been from current customers? And I know, I know it's only been 18 days, but uh, how's been, how's the feedback on the glove box app? Are you having a lot of people, you know, d- d- are, depending on the age range, obviously, d- you know, based off the book of business, yeah, yeah, but yeah. how's, how, how's the stickiness of it? Are you having people, understanding it what's you know what are you what are you seeing from it yeah so we know we're not going to get a hundred percent um adoption rate from our customers we, we just we just know that that's not going to happen our goal is to get to 35 percent we're currently sitting at seven percent uh adoption rate um and the feedback has been phenomenal to be quite honest with you so um when we um when we got the the app live when we got the link i sent it out to to you know, a few trusted, um, uh, people that, that I knew, uh, and I wanted a, a wide spectrum, right. Everybody from, uh, like my mother-in-law, for instance, who is not tech savvy at all. Sure. Uh, uh, I wanted to give her an opportunity to, to download it and give me feedback on it. And her comment, like right off the bat, she's like, wait, what? Like I have, everything on, on in my phone right now. And I'm like, yeah, it's right there. I didn't help her with it. I sent her the link and I said, hey, here's what you do. And, uh, and she did it all on her own. Um, and she was able to connect her policies, um, you know, super easy to do. Uh, and, you know, I, I helped her understand that, that she wasn't going to have to log in again, that, you know, as long as she kept that device, the information was going to be at her fingertips whenever she wanted it. Um, and she really appreciated that. Um, and then, you know, of course, there's other tech savvy friends. Like my bro- my brother-in-law, for instance, he um, he works for a company called uh, CloudStrike. Um, so he's super uh, tech forward. Um, I sent it to him, and and you know, he was like, "Man, this is Split. the multi-factor authentication is awesome. Uh, you know, this this is great. The fact that I have this information in in, in my hands and don't have to log in a whole bunch of times uh, or remember a, another password or whatever." It's great, um, and uh, so yeah. I mean, the the response has been really, really, uh, really, really great. Um, I, I, you know, I, I think the thirty five percent 
goal is doable. I do too. Um, but we didn't do it. We didn't do it for um, every single one of our customers that we, that our existing book of customers, we did it for the future uh, customers that we're going to bring on. We want to be a digital agency. Um, you know, the, our ideal customer is one who is tech forward, um, who loves technology. Uh, one thing I heard recently was um, technology when you need it, human when you want it. That's the idea of the agency that we want to build. We want to build an agency that's bridging the gap between the big insurance company and the client. And we'll do that in, in any way that, that that works for the client, whether that's... Did you just say, say that, is that technology? Technology when you need it, human when you want it. Drop the mic. Cass, <laughs> turn that one. Cass, need, Cass and the team turned that one into a social media post right there. I love that. That was I, phenomenal. I, I stole that from someone. I'm not going to say don't, who. Don't tell us who. I don't, we I don't need to know that. It came from Luis Leal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, 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 the, that's the agency that we want to build. We want to build a, a technology-facing agency with the, the small-town service field. That's, that's why we have the tagline, Big City Insurance, Small-Town Service. Love that. Big City Insurance, San Antonio, Texas. San Antonio is beautiful, by the way. You have a phenomenal town. I, I truly enjoyed myself. Um, other than feeling like complete crap the last day of the conference, that was my fault. But um, I had a blast. Your city is it, it's very beautiful. Um, I had a great time. Gonna have to come back down and see again. So when you say, you know, I think I think everybody understands the whole big city, small insurance field type type stuff. What we're talking about, other than having that, you know, small town feel. What what has separated Liao from other from from your from your competitors? Man, that's a good question. So, um, I think we're we're really focused on uh, the uh, the customer experience, right? There's a lot of agencies uh, here in town, even that um, that are transaction based. They just want to sell you a policy. Uh, there's a lot of franchise agencies here too, um, and they're I mean they they don't do any service in in house. Um, we don't use any service centers. So, you know, all, all the carriers that we represent offer it. Sure. Uh, of course they're going to, you know, take back some of the commission, but, um, we don't, we don't use service centers. We want to be, we want to be the, the contact, uh, for the customer, which you should we automate a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, we automate a lot of it and customers can't tell the difference. They think it's, you know, it's, it's coming right from us. Um, and so we're able to, uh, um, you know, meet them where they're at, meet, meet the insurance uh, client where they're at, uh, service their needs the way that they want it. Um, and then introducing Glovebox was, was a, a big part of that. Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merged? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude, what's up? You realize you're not a VA, right? He said, what do you mean? I said, you're a VE. Look it up on ChatGPT. I encourage you to do that too. He's got forward-facing VEs. VEs that can answer the phone and take questions 30 days in. You say yes to Michael. I want what you have. In 30 days, that's what he delivers. I said, Michael, this is unbelievable. We're strong in the front, but we're really strong in the back end. You provide the external VE for us. We provide the internal VE. I looked at him. I said, buddy, let's do this together. Let's, let's do this. And he looked at me and he put out his hand and like a good solid Cuban American, he said, Jason, 
I'm committed, let's do it. And that's what we did. We flew to Columbia, we saw his operation, and you need to see it too. Give us a little click at Virtual Intel, that's with two L's, that's virtualintell.com. Go check us out, see what we're doing. High quality VEs mixed with technology, delivered right into your agency, and you don't have to do all the things that you don't like to do, like hiring, firing, recruiting, recreating, trying to find processes. Just, there's so much stuff, I can't even say it right. That's right. Virtual Intel, cast certified. So you guys have really taken um, some big steps within the last 12, 24 months. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we, um, we brought on um, agency zoom as our um, CRM. Uh, Vertiboy <laughs> swiped in yesterday. That's a conversation for another day. It's a conversation for another day. But yeah, we, so we brought on uh, agency zoom uh, um, a couple years ago. And uh, we've used them as our CRM. Uh, we have uh, now certs. So what I really like about now certs. So we we also here's another thing we do. Um, uh, we are very very hyper focused on uh, auto home and small business insurance. Right. So we're not a generalist agency. You you can't come to us for life insurance. Can't come to us for health insurance. We don't we don't do any of that stuff. Um, we don't do trucking insurance. We know what we're good at. We we know what our specialty is. We know what our lane is. Anything else, we're going to refer out to somebody else who is an expert in that. Um, and so uh, um, I lost my train of thought. But, uh, you know, what we know what we're good at. And so we're going to stick to our lane. Um, and I think that's another reason why I think that's another reason that separates us from other agencies is, is we're not trying to we're not trying to be good at everything. At everything. Yeah. We're, we're trying to be great at the things that, that we know best. Of course, we're going to help with the, you know, the, the RVs, the boats, the motorcycles, things like that. Um, but, and, and I mean, even on the commercial space, there, there are things that, that we know that we're not good at. So we'll refer to somebody else. So if we've got a, a lender, I mean, a um, uh, investor who's got a ton of uh, rehab properties, that's, that's not our specialty. We don't, you know, we're, we're not going to, we're not going to do that. I'll refer that out to someone. Um, so yeah, we, we know what we're good at, uh, or, or we know what we're great at, uh, and we're going to, we're going to stick to that. I think that's what separates us from other agents. Glad you brought that up because it, it kind of, you know, rewinds us back to a small conversation I had last episode, um, in regards of not getting involved and not doing too much as a young producer. Um, yeah, I did. I mean, hell, I was a part of seven things a year and a half ago, almost two years wow. ago when am I going to have time to write insurance? You, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I, I was staying sure. up way too late and I, you know, it was just one of those you're doing, you know, you're doing six things for somebody else, but one for yourself. Yeah. That to me didn't click until you kind of just get wore out and tired. Um, so when you say the, you know, we're going to stick to what we're great at and dish off the stuff that we're, you know, good at, but we're not going to spend as much time on this because we know our value proposition when we spend the time on those things that we're great at. If you had right. some advice for a young producer, would you say the same thing or do you have any other advice as far as time management, prospecting, stuff like that? Hey, don't waste your time doing something that's not good for you, let alone if you're, your, do your carriers even write it. Do you even yeah. know that information? Do you even know how to write a telecommunications company who climbs 300 feet up in a cell tower? I yep. do, but do you? You know what I'm saying? Right. So like, what's that right. What's that look like for you in your eyes? 
Yeah. So um, something that, that, uh, that I, one of the things, one of the many, many, many things uh, that I've taken away from James Jenkins uh, and, and others in the group uh, is um, riches are in the niches or niches or niches or riches. Find the thing that you're, that you are excellent in. Um, you know, another thing that, um, uh, that uh, I heard recently at, at, at uh, innovation is, um, you know, you're, if you're, if you're in the commercial space, space, especially um, when your marketing reps are coming to you or your underwriters are coming to you and they're giving you a hot list, I mean, kind of ignore that, kind of ignore that and ask them, what are you good at? What are you, what are you really good at, but you're not seeing enough of because everyone's going after the hot, the, the hot list. That's what everyone, that's why they're, that's why they're promoting it because they, they want you to know that they're, that they're especially good at it. Uh, and they're writing a ton of it. Okay. But don't forget about all the other stuff out there that they are good at, but they're not writing. Yep. So ask them, ask them that question. What are you really good at? Uh, but you're not seeing enough of, um, so find a niche, uh, and then, you know, have those conversations with your, with your partners, uh, figure out what they're good at and how you can, how you can write more of that business. Do you have any captive? Do you have any, uh, do you have any captive referral partners? Yeah, I've got a ton. So I started in the, in the captive world before, um, that's why you and James are, that's why you love James so much. (laughs) I'm kidding. That's a good dude. Yeah, no, uh, I, I was at, uh, I was at state farm for two and a half years. Um, that's how I got into the business. And then, um, I left there May 31st, 2010 and started my shop July 31st, 2010. So it took me 60 days to get off the ground. Yeah. I had no choice, man. Oh, you did. You either, you either survive or die. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like that's sink or swim. I agree. I agree. Wow. What was the biggest trend? What was the biggest transition or part of going oh, from the captives uh, to the independent? Oh man, the, the, the opportunity. I mean, just, so when I started the agency, I was doing everything, literally everything. I mean, I was doing life insurance, health insurance. Uh, you know, we were doing the ancillary stuff, you know, the Aflac stuff and all that, all kinds of PNC. I was writing stuff. I had no idea. I had no business writing mm-hmm. the kind of stuff I was writing. Um, but you know, you see all these new toys and you're just like, I want them all. I want, I want everything. Um, and so, um, yeah, it, it, it was really great to see the opportunity, but one thing that, that, that captives are, are really good at, I think is the fact that they've got one product and they can sell a hell out of it. Yeah, they can. Um, so, uh, I, I t- took some of that knowledge that I, that I learned there and, and, uh, and use that to over the years kind of refine, um, what we wanted to do. And that's how we ended up where we are now. I mean, there, there was, through the life, the lifespan of the agency, there've been many, many times where I've had to sit down and say, what are we doing here? Um, and where, where are we really going? Um, and so, uh, it's been, it's been a fun ride, um, especially over the last couple of years, uh, since being introduced to IAOA and, um, I'm, I am super excited about our future and where we're going. I agree. And, uh, you know, the foundation was laid, many, 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 many years ago for all of us young punks out there. Um, you know, so it's, 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 it's kind of just left in the hands of, Hey, what do you, what's, what's here is what you make of it. And, and yep. that's what I love about this industry and, you know, about what I do now real quick, just because I think I know the answer to this, but I don't, um, 
what types of things are those captives sending over? What types of, what types of things are you, you know, getting from some of those captive companies that can't write a, you know, vacant dwelling sitting on a PC nine, things like that. Uh, what do you like, what are you guys getting? No, we, we get a lot of uh, contractors. I mean, a lot of, so there, uh, some of the captive carriers here will do here in Texas, we'll do uh, commercial auto for, you know, the plumbers, the electricians, um, uh, but when it comes to the general liability, the problem that they run into is a lot of those guys are doing, there's, there's a ton of new construction here. Um, and so the home builders require certain endorsements um, that the captives can't include in their policies. Uh, so they'll, they'll send the general liability over to us and, and we'll, 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 you know, we'll stay with that for a while. Um, we have a gentleman's agreement with a lot of the captives that, that we write with that we won't cross sell to them. So if they've got, uh, you know, if, if they tell us, um, hey, listen, I, I'm sending you the general liability, but we all, we carry the commercial auto. We do the workers comp. Uh, we do the, you know, the, the owner's home and auto. All right, fine. We won't we won't cross sell any of that. Now, if they tell us we do all of their commercial stuff, well, guess what? My phone call is going to be to to that customer about, Hey, where do you have your home and auto insurance at? Um, so, uh, yeah, the, the captive, uh, carriers will send us a lot of, uh, general liability stuff. Same. Um, on occasion we'll, we'll get, uh, some personal line stuff that they can't do. Say a mom and dad has a, a, you know, son who's got, who had a DUI or something like that and they can't write it. We'll, we'll do those, um, those model line policies. I mean, we're, we're not, we're not a monoline agency. We, we prefer package business. Why are the reason? Well, well, but hold on a second. Why is, why is the reason you're doing that? Um, so I, it's, it's mainly to keep the relationship with the, uh, with the captive. Bingo. Uh, I thank you. Yeah, thank I, you. I mean, I mean, you know, they're, they're not going to, they're not going to send you. Um, I've learned over the years that they're not going to send you stuff that, that until they learn to trust you. Yep. Um, and so, you know, if, if we are, um, you know, taking care of the, those small menial things for them, eventually they're going to, they're going to trust us with the big stuff. Um, so that that's, it's relationship building. It's rapport building. I think so. If you're, if you're, you know, young producer, just now getting going or whatever, think it's, it's, it's a very, very good idea for you to go try to knock on every captive door in your town. Because I have, I think I have, oh, every, yeah. I think I have every state farm agent in the, in the Hancock County area. That's referring yeah, me I stuff. Mean, and he's not referring, they're not referring to anybody else. So that you yeah. just, you've taken what you've just did is you've taken four people out of the picture, five people, six, whatever, out of the picture of you. you know, even, I wouldn't call it competition, but you've eliminated four people that you are have competition with realistically. Absolutely. He, and here's my, here was my pitch to them. It was like, look, my, my commitment to you is, is uh, we're going to take care of the stuff that, that you can't handle and we're not going to cross sell. Yep. Um, you know, just, just like I mentioned earlier, but how we, we don't pay referral fees. We don't pay a spiff or a bird dog or whatever it is that you want to call it. We don't, we don't pay any of that stuff. Had a converse, conversation with a captive agent just last week about it. And he, you know, he said, well, can't you just send me, you know, one $20 a month policy, uh, you know, for life insurance, if I'm sending you, you know, all these referrals, can't you send me at least one life insurance policy? And I, and I said, look, man, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't, I can't commit to that because uh, that's not what we're known for. We're known for staying in our lane, which is, you know, the, the home auto small business stuff. Number two, we bring better value to your, to your agency in that we're going to help you keep your, your customer happy. So we're going to, you're going to handle all the other lines of business in your office. We're going to 
take care of this one customer the way that you would treat them in your office. And that customer is going to stay with you and be appreciative of that uh, referral for however long, whether that's five, 10, 15 years. And you're asking me to send you one life insurance policy for $20 a month. You're, you're trying to step over hundreds to get to pennies. And that doesn't make any sense. I stole that line from David Carruthers. Um, oh. <laughs> I don't mind giving him a shout out on that one. <laughs> I don't want to know who the other person is. I like, I like the secretiveness <laughs> of it. Talk about these bops, man. You're you, from what I learned from you, um, in the short couple minutes that we've, we've, you know, we've met and talked, I say hours, couple days, whatever. You're a big, you're a big artisan contractor, um, subcontractor yep. guy. Tell us how that started, yeah. started, um, and, and kind of what you did on the back end to gain those relationships and, and, and how it's helping you out. Yeah. So, um, there's a lot of people in our, in our space that hate certificates of insurance. Um, I use that to get in, to get in the door with a big home builder. Uh, so what I did was I had a customer, uh, who was working for a home builder, uh, who was, who's a regional, regional home builder here in the South. And, um, they needed a, a certificate of insurance for, for this uh, builder that they were working for. So we immediately got it out. And the builder immediately called me as soon as she got the certificate and, and said, Hey, um, do you, is, you know, is this something that you do pretty regularly? And I was like, yeah, this is, this is the, this is what we specialize in. And she was like, well, do you mind if I send you a couple of referrals? And I was like, yeah, sure. So she sent me a couple of referrals and we did the exact same thing for them that we did for the other uh, customer that we had. And she said, listen, we are having some trouble with um, uh, our subcontractors. We're going to start requiring them. Why they hadn't done this before is beyond me, but we're going to start requiring that they have their own general liability insurance. Um, but, uh, you know, is, would you be interested in, in helping our subcontractors uh, obtain insurance? And I was like, yeah, it's a no-brainer. Absolutely. So what I did was I, I talked to their insurance agent, this builder's insurance agent. And he said, listen, uh, we're building out a program for these guys. It has to meet these certain requirements. The home, there were some uh, stuff on, on there, some losses, big losses on the, on the builder side, which is why they, which is why they were implementing this requirement for subcontractors. And he helped me to understand, you know, what the process was going to look like, what the coverage is needed, where the coverage is needed to be, what endorsements, uh, were, um, were, uh, were being required on the policy. And then what I was able to do was take that information to one of my uh, broker partners and say, because I knew none of our admitted carriers were going to take this. Um, so I went to one of my broker partners and I said, Hey, look, um, I have his, this huge opportunity. There are 400 subcontractors in the entire state of Texas that work for this home builder. We have a great opportunity here. What can we do? And so we approached a, a ENS carrier. We created a program specific to this home builder uh, for their subcontractors that met every single one of the insurance requirements that the builder was asking for. The, we worked on the pricing. I mean, we worked on the pricing like you would not believe. I mean, I took these guys to task on, on pricing. Uh, we, we established a process. Um, I was able to eliminate the accord forms. I was able to uh, eliminate the supplemental application. I was able to essentially quote bind and issue a policy while I was in front of a customer. And that's 
unheard of uh, in the ENS space. Would you have done that same exact thing if there was 40 of them rather than 400? Hmm, that's a good question. Because the only reason I say that, um, and, and I'm, not, I'm not looking at the whole accord, you know, a, a quick, easy way around the whole accord form, because I yeah, do, yeah, those yeah. can become, you know, pertinent documents. But when you're trying to turn around that many people, how can we minimize this time of, you know, f- you know, transactional, quick, you know, being, v- yeah, being yeah. quick with what we're doing, but also effective? Would you do the same? I, I probably would have approached the carrier about it, but I, I don't. I don't think that they would have been willing to do that at that point. Not for forty, not for forty policies. Touché, that makes um, sense. I, that's kind of why I ask, because I just didn't know. You know, as far as a, uh, I've never been a been. I never had that opportunity. I, I I'm going to kind of take some of that idea and run with a little bit because I think it's awesome. Um, oh, first there, off, that homeowder is massive. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that, so, mind you, those are 400 subs here in the state of Texas. This is a regional home builder. So there were, there's other subcontractors outside of my state that you know that uh, are are having the same issue, which or, or were having the same issue. So if you're to kind of reiterate what Louis said, to make it, I guess maybe put it down in a smaller version here, he had approached a home builder who uses 400 subcontractors to either build, whatever it might be, anything from building foundation to digging the foundation, to laying the concrete, to putting drywall up, to painting, et cetera. 400 yep. subcontractors, they were requiring, obviously, every every one of those subcontractors, they should. And if, if you go to a general contract, you go to a contractor and they say that they use subs and they uh, don't require them to have insurance, you just, you, if and, and you don't walk away winning that account, just, just quit in insurance. That's <laughs> one of Make sure your contractors higher insured subs, if not get them insured because it's massive. I mean, it is a huge, yeah. the, the risk transfer piece is super, super important. You yeah. limited a risk transfer, a big risk transfer mess, made it not as big. And you provided the home builder what they needed and you didn't do it. You did not write anything of the home builders at that point. Right. In time. No, I didn't. You didn't, just yeah. took care of their subcontractors, yep. which in regards made the home builders job easier. Yep, and and it saved them money on on their insurance because they're that now there's there's that risk transfer piece, and so ultimately that's that's what they were looking for is they were looking for uh, someone to come in and take care of that risk transfer, um, and make it easier on on now you know what you have to understand is that the subcontractor market is is very unique. A lot of these uh, subcontractors are very very old school. Um, they still prefer the you know the face to face, but some of the value that we brought to them was we partnered with a tax accountant. And so when these guys um, wanted to come to us to, uh, to get insurance and they were coming to us with not even a DBA, they didn't have any, you know, they were just doing business in their personal name. What we were able to do was refer them to a tax accountant, get them set up with an LLC. Um, we had a, a banker that we had a relationship with. We were sending the, them to the banker to get their business uh, accounts set up Um. And, and so we were able to bring better value to these guys than, than just insurance. Sure. And they, they didn't look at us as insurance salespeople. They, they looked at us as a, as a true partner in their business. Yeah. And um, so it's important that, you know, if you're, if you're going to work in that space, understand the, understand your client and, and meet them where they're at, not just assume, you know, that they're going to buy from you 
because you're bringing bringing them a, a decent product. I love that, Luis. You're doing a great job, man. I think that's 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 the first time. I, well, I just lied because I have heard you say it, um, but it's the first time I've heard that in depth of the you know of what you, what you have done. You turned a opportunity into something that has become a pillar and in, in, in a core value of what your business is about and what you're trying to do. Um, yeah. You know what what I've gained from this and seen from what you're doing is what you just which I talk about all the time and I'm not the only one, it's just what, what can I do to add value to this person? What can I yep. do to add value here? What can I do to add value there? Cause if you're adding value, not, resp- not expecting anything in return, good things will come in return. So keep, keep the process of, I need to find a way to add value. How can I add value to this? But you're going to get to the point where, you know, niches are for the reach riches, you know, yep. whatever it might be. Riches are for where niche. You know, I don't, I don't know how he says it, but that, <laughs> that, that is so, so N- true. Niches are riches. Niches, niches are, are riches. riches or for the riches. Like maybe yeah, yeah. That there you it. go. I like that yeah. one. Um, but Luis, if anybody, and I, the only reason I say anybody, cause I feel like you're going to get bombarded with people wanting to reach out and kind of bounce some ideas off of you. Um, obviously lealinsuranceservices.com, but how can people get in contact with you? Yeah, I'm all over Facebook. Uh, feel free to find me on Facebook. Luis A. Leal um, is my uh, my name on Facebook. Um, send me an email, Luis at LealInsurance.com. That's L-U-I-S at Leal, L-E-A-L, insurance.com is my email address. Perfecto. I got something before you leave. I got five rapid fire questions. You don't know them. Oh, great. Got to ask these five questions quick. Just give me a quick answer and I'll let you go. And we'll, uh, uh, we'll both have a good rest of the Friday here. What's your favorite color? Blue. Favorite sports team? Spurs, baby. We'll let you go like that. Favorite sport <laughs> to watch? Baseball. I'm a Red Sox guy. I can, I can go. I can go with that. If you could visit right. <laughs> anywhere in the world, spend 24 hours, where would you be? Uh, Rome. If you could spend 24 hours with anybody dead or alive, who would it be? Oof, that was tough. It gets everybody. Yeah, man. You know, I, uh, the first the first person that came to mind as soon as you said it was my grandfather. I'd love to have 24 hours with my grandfather again. He passed away the day after my 10th birthday, um, and I, I would just I would I would do anything to have 24 hours with him again. Love that. I'm glad to hear that, man. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that as well, but I man, that's the first time I've heard someone say that. You know, everybody yeah. goes straight to the you know, famous, smart, really smart, like Albert Einstein-ish people. But that's that's cool. I, I appreciate he, you. Appreciate you saying he that. He was the smartest man I knew, man. There you go. Yeah. That's that's great. Last thing. What is one of your favorite things to do inside the office, outside the office, whatever? What 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 brings you fulfillment, enjoyment, and happiness? Man, I love being with my with my four-year-old man. We, this year has been so much fun. So he played uh, T ball in the spring and in the fall. Um, and, uh, I, I never, I never imagined that I would, that I would want to coach his team. Um, but, uh, you know, the head, the head coach was like, Hey parents, we need some help out in the field, blah, blah, blah. And I got, I was like, everyone was kind of just looking at each other, you know, like, are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? And I finally got up and, and got out there and uh, went to help coach the the team for the season. And then I, I was an assistant coach in the fall and I just, it, it brought me so, so much joy. Like I, I, it's beyond, it's beyond any words that I could uh, that I could come up with at the moment, but yeah, man, uh, spending time with my kiddo coaching him in T-ball that, that was uh, that was an absolute joy uh, that I got to, that I got to experience this year. Good for you, man. I'm glad to hear that. I love the sport of baseball. Obviously, I played it. 
uh, coach it. Everybody I know in my family plays it or has played it. So yeah, baseball's yeah. baseball's big in our big in my life and it's taught me so much stuff. And that's kind of where I'll yeah. lead this conversation right here. Um, you know, there's four things I think you can control day in and day out. Passion, enthusiasm, attitude, and effort. Passion, enthusiasm, attitude, and effort. Four controllables. I like it. Control them off the field, on the field, in the office, out of the office, with your family. Be passionate about what you do or, uh, you know, find something different to change. So, Luis, once again, thanks for your time. Uh, this won't be the last time we have you on. I can't wait to see see what the future brings to you and um, Leal Insurance Services. So, thanks thanks again, uh, Luis. And if you got anything else for the for the fans out there of Luis Leal, uh, <laughs> it's all yours there. So, appreciate it. Oh, no, man. I just, uh, thanks for having me on, dude. This was a, this was a lot of fun. Um, uh, I got to meet you at, at – uh, brain share, uh, you know, in September and, and, uh, it was a pleasure to meet you and I'm, I'm super excited to, to watch you grow and, and watch your, your agency where you're going to take your agency. Cause no doubt it's going uh, to be, uh, to high places, man. So I'm a fan of, of, uh, people who are enthusiastic about the business, uh, you know, the industry that we're in, uh, Jason Cass says it all the time, right? Uh, this is the greatest industry that God ever created. Um, but, uh, I'm excited for, for people like you who have enthusiasm about it and that you're willing to share that enthusiasm with, with your, with your folks, with your audience. So, uh, happy to be on and, uh, uh, thanks for, thanks for the invite. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you again, hopefully. Absolutely, brother. I appreciate all the kind words, nice words, vice versa, obviously. Um, I'm going to steal some ideas from him and go, go try to kill some more businesses this, this month. So if you see anything on my social media, man, take it. It's yours. You oh, can have it. I will. I will. I, I, I like a free invitation to take people's content. <laughs> I'm just waiting to steal all of Ryan Hanley's uh, video content one day off of his yeah, website. Yeah. So oh, man, he's a big, he's a big, he loves those little bops too. He's a big small business guy, yeah. which I love. Yeah. Some people hate it. Crothers is after them 250 boys and we're after them yeah, yeah. 2,500. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> Yeah, I'm okay with those 2,500, baby. Bring those, bring those on. They took, they take, they 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 come in handy, and they also grow. They also grow. Absolutely. So, Luis, peace out, man. Appreciate your time and effort. Those listening, appreciate your time. Listen to the most valuable producer podcast, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. If you have any questions, concerns, reach out to Luis, myself. Find me on MitchGibson.com, or you can find us at the uh, Agency Intelligence Podcast, and uh, find many more episodes of many more great hosts. So. For me, Luis, everybody have a great day and uh, remember that you can make a difference. Take care, everybody.